right, I'm, I'm gonna do the intros. So, hello everyone, and welcome to the Buster Wolf podcast. This is the fifth episode. I'm pretty fucking upset because I didn't get my Street Fighter 6 cold, but you know what? We're, we're gonna just push on and do this uh, short little podcast. So, I'm gonna get operative and I want to introduce my panel. So, first we have Rat Rat. What did I do, Capcom? What more could I have done? Uh, I can't believe I signed up for the first one. They're like, nah, no code. Uh, the next up is Drew. Oh, hey, everyone. I'm here because, like Rat Rat, I didn't get into the beta. But there is some cool stuff I wanted to talk about. Kaneki? I'm the only one that got the code, huh? Thank you, Capcom. Oh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Must be nice. Yeah, it must be nice. I wasn't nice to them the first time. Next up. Yeah, look what happened. <laughs> I got my wish, yeah. Be mean to them. Next up is Aurora. Hey, I'm Aurora. I, I'm the only person that actually didn't apply to get in the beta. Just because the first time I wasn't available to play in it. And uh, I didn't even think to for the second. But I'm still looking forward to the game. I don't hate Capcom or anything. Yet. Yeah, he's. I mean, you could. I mean, you could say that Dice Guys finished last. What? <laughs> I'm like, all right, where's where's my 104 bucks Ultimate Edition, baby? Nobody got that. No, uh, I got that reference. You're a bastard, though. Uh, so I'm gonna start with question number one, which I, I probably won't be talking on too much, but uh, since the Street Fighter 6 beta has released, what is your first impressions? Obviously, it has to go to Kaneki. <laughs> oh man perfection as the guy from uh spider-man 2 would said would say oh boy where do i begin from the moment you boot up the beta you were introduced to create your own avatar obviously people go fucking crazy with that by the way there was one avatar where this dude has like a skinny body he or has like no stomach but yet he has a chest and has like the smallest head you've ever seen, Ren. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, they going crazy with that avatar. Um, when you first enter the lobby or the, the battle hub, it's like, it's like Fighter Z, but better. It's like what Fighter Z should have been with their own fucking, uh, lobby hub. Uh, the the way you fight the, the way you have to change your character i don't like i still don't like it i don't know why we're in a modern fighting game where you want to change your character you have to change it in the battle settings instead of look like challenge a random dude in a, in a cabinet and just like change the character there you get sick of, you get sick of that shit right uh yeah because i mean i think it was the same way on strive when we were playing it i was like why can't I just change my character now? I, I gotta challenge someone, you know what I mean? And then I have the same guy again, then I have to go to the options. I was like, oh, well, that's why I still have, like, well, Ramathal. Yeah. yeah, because you gotta go into your profile, change it. And then if you wanna practice, and then they only give you character select if you wanna just go into practice. Yeah, I'm not yep. a big fan of it either. Uh, I would prefer just take two people to the menu, they can switch whenever they want, and you're good to go. Oh, but now it's not just that. Now if you want to change your control scheme, you have to do the exact same thing. That is some gutter trash. Okay. Like, 
like you would do in the option settings. No, for you want to battle someone, you have to do the exact same thing. Although for controls, they had a a triangle button where it will apply to all characters. But I don't want to do. I kind of wish I don't want to do that extra step. I wish it was like Marvel Three, where I could just change all together the controls to fucking normal instead of like like have to do these extra steps to do it. But um, other than that, uh, when you fight someone with a two to three bar ren, mm-hmm. it's perfection, glorious. So like they, whatever they mastered huh? that netcode then. Whatever, whatever netcode they're using for Street Fighter Six, it is fantastic. I hope they don't change it, because even someone with let's say almost a two hundred ping, their connection is like flawless. It's like you don't even notice them lagging it whatsoever. Um, I can't say much about like in terms of like uh, how the characters play, like what moves change from them, because I didn't mess around much with the game. But the only thing I'll say is for certain moves that you have to press double down and punch or kick. I don't like that, it's, especially if it's an original move. Let's say Chun Li, for example, her DP kick. You have to do it, uh, press double down kick instead of uh, her DP kick motion. I don't like that. That's just Capcom once again messing with the inputs as they did before with, uh, what's his face? Nash. I remember that. Oh, you mean when he's not charged? Yep, not charged anymore, just a motion character. Nah, but yeah, but this is not even like a complete change, it was just only one move. And I I don't understand why. And it's not even uh stuck to you know the modern controls and all that. No, it's it's literally her new moveset. That is weird, right? What do you think about that? It's like I don't know. It's like Capcom's Capcom has this history of changing characters around for the sake of it and it really throws you off especially if it's a character that you're more or less familiar with i understand it but it it doesn't mean i don't agree with it i mean i'm fully expecting dj to probably be a motion character since they kind of were experimenting with it in omega (laughs) don't give him power i don't think raz gonna like that too much (laughs) just a hunch I mean, they'll probably balance it around the fact, but also, but DJ they wasn't there. But, but DJ already wasn't that great in Ultra, so hopefully they actually give him more tools. They will have to balance them with the fact. You see how Nash was in Season 1, Street Fighter Five. <laughs> that that yeah. was the character people picked. That's ridiculous. Um... Like, what do you, like, what do you guys feel about making motion characters into, like, I mean, uh, charge characters into motion? Uh, for some people it works fine. For others, not so much. I, I like, 
I, I don't think they should change all of them uh, because it, it's just kind of weird that way. Uh, if it's a universal character that people are like really accustomed to, then they shouldn't change them because it's going to have that sort of Mortal Kombat effect where like every singular game from NRS is like new and you have to get used to it. Uh, so for some people it works, for others it doesn't. I guess if they're trying to make a character beginner friendly, which they usually do, then it's like whatever. But like hardcore gals or whatever, I, I don't think they should be changed. Yeah, like Guile, I mean, Guile only has, like, what, two moves? And, yeah, like, it's going to be hard to make him into a motion character without him being broken. Like, you see, you ever, like, play CBS 2 on, like, the GameCube and you're able to do instant, like, flash kick and, and instant, like, sonic boom with, like, the right stick? That, that was right. Super Street Fighter 4 3DS tournaments were basically Guile mirrors. Yeah. Oh, and you could do, like, instant, like, SPD as well. Dude, I was told to avoid uh, Capcom versus SK2 on GameCube because it's so bad, so... Uh, that's I mean, just... It, it, yeah, it they, bounce, they bounce a lot of people, and it's the worst version. Oof. Yeah, but it is kind of hilarious just to have, like, instant fireballs. So I can see why Capcom just keeps him as a charge character, or else he kind of breaks... I want to follow up on this idea because it obviously depends on the character. Sometimes you can benefit from a rework, like, say, for example, Chun-Li. Chun-Li has had her moveset changed in just about every game, and she still stays relevant, especially Third Strike, where she's one of the best characters in the game, and she's still getting played, sometimes not due to legacy. It's, it's, other times it's like... This character is just incredibly fun, and things like changing movesets don't really affect it that much. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of point out the exception to the rule here. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. I agree with that. I mean, I think DJ will be fine if they make him a motion character. Ow. For new moves uh, that has the same down-down uh, whatever button input, uh... Ryu can do his Denjin Hadouken or his lightning, his electrocute Hadouken just with that same uh, mindset. You press down, down fast and any punch button and he could easily do uh, like a Denjin Hadouken without uh, bars, of course. That's kind of broken, but I don't know how broken it is, but he doesn't need bars to use that. I mean, he doesn't... Uh, you don't need to use super with Denjin Hadoukens. So is that, uh, I think, is that it for uh, the gameplay? Uh, yeah, I saw about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, none of us else has played it, so yeah. I haven't played it, but <sighs> I've watched a bit of it. So I can at least say that just from like the way it looks and like mechanics-wise, it's it seems pretty different. Uh, my friends jokingly call it Dry Fighter Six, and I think that. Seems to be somewhat accurate. Uh, I think there's like a different. It's a different. Like, it's different. It's definitely not playing Street Fighter Five. They got rid of like you know V triggers gone, and now it's all God. around playing drive. You can't use. It's not like you can't ex or anything without drive. If you know if you're drained, you know you're taking more chip damage. You do less damage. Yeah, you, you know. I think you just naturally take more damage too. So it's not even more chip. It's also just more damage in general. 
I think there's like just looking at it from like an observation standpoint, the game it really is going to be played around the meter, and I think it's it's cool. I don't know how I feel about like since I haven't played it yet, uh, I don't know exactly how it is. It seems like the like the parry or like the drive rush kind of thing seems very similar to Super Dash from Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, so I think that at a low level, it's going to be like that's where people just throw it out and people get caught because it has super armor and you're kind of like, hey, I'm just going, I'm just going to do it. Um, until they have a reason not to, and that and that does make sense. But I I can say that just like from looking at it from a like that standpoint, I think it adds a different layer to Street Fighter. Uh, you definitely aren't playing Street Fighter Five in this. Oh, thank God! God. Thank it's God! It's a whole different game. <laughs> um, and I didn't even play Five for a very long time, but you know, it it definitely seems very different. And it's very gonna... good in this game. That's how different it is, right? Yeah. Five just also... felt like Turtle City to me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, you're fine. Um, I was gonna say like also like I didn't have an imp- like a opinion on the inputs, but then I thought about it and I was like playing DNF Duel, and that had like, like basically like two button. May as well we may as well call it one button DPS because it was like down and X. Oh, so, that's even worse. Yeah, I mean, well, DNF Duel was wild in itself. Um, I personally really enjoy the game, but it like you kind of have to just know what you're getting into with that one. So it's like it, it was meant to be silly. Everyone had a one button DP. There was a lot of nonsense in the game. Uh, apparently, and a lot of people did not like. That. A lot of people did not like it. I loved it. Um, it's unfortunate that it died out, but it deserved to die, I guess, since of how it was handled. So we're gonna move on to question number two, which uh, I'm kind of eager to talk about, but. At the Game Awards, they showed a Street Fighter VI trailer um, detailing the characters like DJ, Manon, Marissa, and JP, who I labeled as old dude with psycho power because that's the first thing that stood out to me when I saw it, like the purple flame or whatever. So I was like, oh shit, well, he, he might be a vessel for Bison. So what do you feel about that trailer and those characters that they showed if you saw it? I mean, I really liked it. Manon looks really fun. She she's like a different take on a grappler. But I guess like maybe like half grappler, half neutral. But she looks really fun to use. Saint Mar yeah, like Marissa for some reason kind of reminds me a bit of like Mardock with from Cross Tekken. Just in the way just in the way she plays. I remember, yeah. um, I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't know, like, something about her moves just reminds me a lot of, like, Mardok and Cross Tekken. Can't really figure out how to describe it. Um, yeah. what is it, uh, I know Rabbit Rab freaked out when you saw, like, JP, like, the back of JP, he thought it was Q for a moment. It looked like Q, and then you see his purple hand. <laughs> I wanted to hope. I think Q is never guy. coming back. <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. Shame. Nope. And we're, just gonna keep, we're just going to keep playing this game of we're just going to have characters with one letter in their name and then all the conspiracy theories are going to be like the butterfly is going to land. Is this Q? Well, in this guy's case, it's only two letters now. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I always wondered okay. what it would be like to have... A, a Zato or a Testament in Street Fighter. JP might be it, and I'm scared of him. Oh, okay, right yeah, I guess to reiterate on it, it's just like the 
I guess it's just the way how heavy her punches feel, and even though she's slow, she hits hard once you get in. It's, and it seems like she has a lot of armor. It seems like she's going to be that tank character where if you have a hard time rushing her down, she could just uh, annihilate you with these giant, like, muscle punches. Um, and, and she has this crazy grab, too. I was like, what is going Like, a, a lot of interesting things going on with, like, all of these characters so far from what I saw of the trailer. And I, I, I like how, like, JP just looks like he sets you up for if you jump anti-air or traps or stuff like that. So, um, all of these characters look very interesting. Although I think uh, the main appeal for Manon is obviously people going crazy over cheeks i saw that on twitter uh but she looks like an interesting character to play as well so yeah i i i think the the only thing i i don't remember is how dj played but i would assume that he looks virtually the same in gameplay uh but i have not looked at all that yet so anyway. yeah it's but yeah with man on it seems that you're able to at least chain grabs Oh, okay, so At she's gonna be combos. she she's gonna be someone that Hades fawns over dearly because he loves people who grapple and shit. Grapple characters, man. I don't mind it. I I'm cool with it. I mess with it. I need to I need to know more about JP because that 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 mini clip of gameplay that's that's not doing it for me, Chief. I, I mean, I guess like. Like some people have described him as Venom, where you're setting up like his moves, and then you like mix it up in combos. Oh, don't the do that to me. The fact that he has psycho power make, makes people think. There was like one theory where people were saying that, oh, he's just a clone of Bison, or at least another vessel, I guess. Yeah, I, I think he kind of mentions that in the trailer, so that's. Uh, they they gotta have Bison back in some fashion, even though he died in the last game. So it goes figure. Unless he's the new Bison, that's the only reason. No, I like I feel like Bison is gonna creep up later on, like Gil. Like oh, he'll probably course. appear in like one of the later oh. seasons. If he comes back, so does Vega. Like come unless on, Capcom does the Seth route and say fuck it, we'll just make him female and keep his voice. They're gonna turn him into Seth. That's disgusting. <laughs> I remember, like, that was just weird when they did that with Seth, but I'm like, well, that's I mean, just... People care more about Seth than 5 than 4. That's um, true. So you say female bison, it's dis disgusting, but do you recall how many costumes have female characters dressed up as bison? Like, even Cammy has one. I remember that. I do remember that. Yes, yeah, sure. Also, one of, one of the fan costumes was Jerry dressed as bison. Mustang. That would be interesting. If they of course you would say that. No, I, well, I am a jury main, so I, I ain't against it, you know. 100%. Also, yeah. uh, get out of here. also, side note, how do you guys feel about Marissa supposedly being designed after, like, Greek statues, even having the helmet hair? Uh, so she's a Greek grappler, grappler got it. I mean, it, it makes sense. Capcom gets their inspiration from all the weirdest of places, uh, especially with some of the fighters. I mean, you literally have a guy who is all scarred up that likes to German suplex bears, so I'm not really surprised by that, to be honest. And also, Manon's supposed to be like a fashion model, I think. Wait, and hence why she. You're talking about Zangief, friend? Yes, yes. 
That's he's Russian, not German. Well, yeah, well, hey, it's the same thing. Right like phone. No, well, let let him be German. No, I'm kidding. I mean, uh, in one of his I ending scenes. I wish. I mean, in one of Bison's <laughs> ending scenes, the like the Russian president's congratulating him. One of the very few times Capcom actually used an IRL figure. Oh, uh, they're not going to use him anymore after that. No, no, probably not. I'm surprised he's even in this game, to be honest, in terms of well, uh, Zangief himself. I'm not yeah. talking about the IRL president of Russia. Oh, well, well that, that too. I'm talking about back in like 91, when it was oh. like right after the Soviet Union dissolved. But that's. But aside from that, uh, yeah, like they they really want to like they're really making their characters very diverse and out there. Like you're having like a like a practically like a Greek warrior. Well, I think she's Italian, but like I guess like modeled after a Greek warrior fighting a like a French supermodel. I see it. I see it as more of a Roman style. Personally. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, didn't Gil have like a costume like that when he wore a helmet? Yeah. I just remember so, Gil in the suit, which looked more badass, to be honest. Gil has. I, I know costumes. some people have said that she has like Magneto hair. Mm, like the maybe. helmet? Maybe. I'm, I'm kind of not seeing it due to the color, but I don't know. Maybe. Because I'm used to Magneto having red and purple in the helmet scheme. But, you know, it, it's just, it's great. Like, I, I, I like how they really accommodated for these characters looking uh, disproportionate or weird or, or, or feet or, like... Unique. Unique, uh, as I would say, not feet. But how, like, how do you compare the newcomers compared to five? Like, you had Rashid... Uh, who else was the, one of the newcomers? Laura. Laura. I hate Laura uh, with a passion, but I mean, I don't mind her look, but I just hate fighting her. Uh, have... By the way, uh, some idiot in the Street Fighter 6 beta chat said, uh, when I was playing it, they said, fuck, they compared the two, like, Kimberly and Laura. I'm like, they're not the same characters. They don't fight like the same. No, no. Laura, oh, Kimberly yeah, actually Kimber. takes skill. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can put Laura in the trash. I, I just want Sean back. Goddamn it! Like, come on, Capcom, bring back Sean. Hey. I'm kind of a I'm a I didn't play much, but I'm a fan of Laura as a character. I thought she was cool. I I, I just I just don't, <laughs> I mean I just don't like fighting playing her. against. Yeah, exactly. I mean playing against her is another story. I've seen what you know people have done, and I mean I didn't have to experience that. So that's between y'all and God, I guess. But um, <laughs> like. She's kind of cool though, so I would like to see her return. Um, Sean didn't really stick out to me in Third Strike, I guess, as like as much. But oh, I like the boogie. Man. Oh man! I mean, blasphemy. Blasphemy. I mean, let's be real. Like as far as Third Strike goes, I was really Ken Fighter Chun Strike Yun for the future, but uh, fucking hate like, Yun. <laughs> then the tier list goes or whatever, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But I thought the boogie was tight. Like uh, Third Strike was a really fun game though. I just kind of want like all the Street Fighter characters to remain like, but people die in the story. That's why Bison's gone, I guess, and uh, breaks my heart a little bit because you you get attached to certain characters and then they die, and you're like, oh, well, for the next game, I guess. 
yep it was the same thing i felt when nash went but i kind of felt like that was inevitable to be honest he should have killed bison took him with him oh yeah uh but you guys talk about all these new characters and that's great what are you feeling about dj um from the snippets i've seen he looks all right like i need to see more the snippet's not gonna cut it for me that's true not only is it an incredibly left field selection like of all the returning veterans did anyone have dj on their bingo card Mm -hmm. uh the the leaks did even even before then no I mean, exactly. I knew, like, the original eight were coming back. Yeah, that's kind of what I figure at this rate. Like, uh, they're always going to try to bring back the original World Warriors in some fashion. As they should. You know, yeah. Well, except, except Blanca. Yeah, get him out. Yeah, you can delete it. I'll delete that. I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah, Blanca, I'll, I'll be fine. Blanca's Ren's favorite character next to Honda. Fuck no way. Both of those characters are fighting against them, rather, but still. I need my Vega still, Capcom. But I'll be a Kenamine or no. I'll be getting into Jamie. Jamie's like the only new character I'm interested to play. I think Manon looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I really want to try her out whenever they actually get people to try her out. Yeah, and I hate grapplers, which is kind of like ironic. I guess because she's not a traditional grappler, like maybe like half. I'm terrified of Marissa. I, I, like, it, it seems like a character that's got armor, and I, I see, like, you know, armor. Yeah, armor hits hard. It seems like she just goes forward and just punches, and I historically not, have a hard time with that. So. She better not be Abigail 2.0. I swear to God. Oh, uh, God, I, I don't like that notion of that's even remotely She tra- would have to grow an extra two feet and not have her brain grow along with that in the process. So I think you're safe. Okay. It just but might as be. Far, as far as DJ is concerned, he has a couple of new moves that I want to pay attention to. He seems to have ways to just shoot you up in the air and juggle you into like a, a sobot kick and i want to know more about this especially especially dissuade the fear that he is going to be emotions character mm. hmm i well i i i think i don't know it, it just all depends on once that hands-on comes in for the full game yeah I, I just want Capcom to release an open beta. Like, holy shit, I, I kind of need that in my life well, right now. Open, well, open beta with all the char- with at least the new characters, and all, or at least close to the final roster. Yeah, but I, I have a feeling that there, there's going to be some cutoff or something's not going to be well done. So I don't know. I, I just hope that if they do it, it's interesting and everybody gets a chance to play it because I find this to be some BS, to be honest. I just well, get my well remember Street Fighter V's first beta and the race it took to even play a game? That's true. That is much improved compared to... Uh, getting an arrow on someone uh getting hammer in the head by nash which is something that happened to me like often uh but but don't get me wrong don't get me wrong i'm as salty as a motherfucker that capcom will not drop an email my way but 
this is what has to be done to make sure that Street Fighter VI can be the best game it can possibly be. That's why they do these isolated little tests so that when the open beta rolls around, everybody gets to play the game, everybody's happy, everybody throws their $60 at Capcom, and then June rolls around, and then the game doesn't work. Oh god, please do not tempt fate here. I have a feeling, though, that, that something's gonna go wrong. I don't want it to go wrong. Shit. All as right. long as you can play the world tour, I couldn't care less. I just yeah. want that world tour time before I put in that practice. Watch which, by the the... Way, which, by the way, ignoring the new characters and DJ, there were like a shit ton of silly little mini games in that world tour. I'm honestly looking forward to that more than I am the game. Does, does that seem strange to anyone? Uh... For me, yes. Well, there, there are certain questions that needs to be answered. Like, are, are we able to do this like online in a separate mode? Because I don't think that's happening for competitive. No way. Uh, I saw Is a sis. game? That would have been interesting. I saw a sis called out as well. So you can call out Ryu whenever and just fight on the other side of the screen. That's awesome. I like that though. And I've noticed that a lot of the mini games seem to be centered around teaching you how to play Street Fighter, like the, the bottle mini game with the motion and all that. Here's how you get, here's the first steps on your Street Fighter journey. I hate it. My only Sean reference is a goddamn basketball Perry mini game. It's, that's, that's, that's what he's going to be. Oh, man. I hate it. Sorry. One of those carries, boy. But yeah. we we have to move on to uh, the deluxe and, and ultimate edition. So I saw when the pre-orders went up for June. Uh, well, you already know what which edition I'm pre-ordering. Yeah, there's wow. there's so let me describe it first. There's the full game, which is the sixty. Uh, there's deluxe, which is the full game, year one character pass, you know, season pass, stuff like that. Uh, Four dollars. Yeah, you get four characters, you get uh, character colors, you get uh, drive tickets. And for the Ultimate Edition, which is the highest tier, what's the price for that? 105 bucks. 105 so bucks. What, is, what are even the drive tickets? Is it like bike money again? It that's, what like it, that's what it sounds like. It. So for but, the Ultimate uh, Edition... Hopefully. Hold on real quick. For yeah, for bro. for ultimate you get the year one pass, the four additional characters, you get yeah. costumes. Uh it seems like you get eight costumes. No, you get four costumes and you get four colors, and then you get two additional stages and more drive tickets. So there you go. Hold on. Wow. It says four additional character costumes twice. Really? No. So you you do get uh -oh. eight costumes after all. All right. So it's uh from the way it seems like it reads, you get the four additional characters' colors, and then the four additional characters' costumes, and then oh oh then I see another four additional characters' costumes for outfits three oh for outfit three colors yeah, one through get... ten outfit two and outfit unless one. you get um, two outfits for each of the four characters and all the colors that come with them. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm assuming one of those outfits will be their classic costumes, which, yeah, people will pay that much for them. Or unless if the drive tickets will probably will let you buy them without spending the uh, 104 bucks, 105 bucks for it. So edition. here's where the copium comes in. I have Let's a see. feeling that drive tickets are centered around shit you can buy during the world tour mode. 
rather than just the ability to fast pass your way into premium content, i.e. costumes and colors. I hope so, because only fucking shit. We don't want to go back to Street Fighter Five again. Yeah, it, it, to me, it, it feels like they could do anything to make this either reasonable or egregious because it took me a long time to gain fight money. And then what happened was when they did the the shadow characters and, and, the, and Shinakuma, he ate everything up. I lost like literally 10k fight money to that bullshit fight. Then they nerfed the, your way of earning fight money. Yep, so that made it even equally worse. So I'm hoping it's not that bad, but it's considering the fact that it's Street Fighter and Capcom and they're gonna try to monetize the fuck out of this, they're they're gonna do anything they can to get their hands on more money. So I, I won't be surprised if something screwy goes on near launch. I will uh, see you guys on the Champion Edition release in four years. Oh, yeah. Uh, Super Street Fighter 6 Ultra <laughs> Hyper. <laughs> uh, I personally, like, I might, this might be the first time I buy an Ultimate Edition for something, and that's not because I'm just, like, dumb excited for Street Fighter 6. As much as um, I, I played previous Street Fighters, and then, you know, you see some character that's got some really nice drip, and you're like, I want that. And then you don't have it. So yeah. you know with Capcom <laughs> they're gonna bank a lot on alt costumes. So I, I don't like this era and I mean I guess this is the gamer boomer me, this era of all these deluxe editions and ultimate editions. Just give me the game and give it like unlockable by playing like Marvel vs. Capcom 2, you unlocked every like you could play the game, unlock all the characters, unlock all the costumes and stuff. You have yeah. to play it a lot. And like it, I miss uh, that. Oh. Yeah, but now with everything going esports, they want everything to be unlocked now, and they want like extra revenue. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind everything being unlocked per se. I just the costumes. I like, can't we just buy the costumes in game? But with the you know esports and more money in it, I'm not mad at that because I like to you know dabble in fighting games competitively. Like I. You know, I went to like a Tekken 7 tournament. I played the game for a few months, like seriously learn it. I, you know, I went to like a Street Fighter 5 tournament. Um, I played a lot of Guilty Gear Strive. I did Smash Brothers for 12 years. So I, I enjoy that aspect of like gaming and like fighting games and that they can be lucrative, even though there's not enough money in them per se. I don't think many people really get to make a living. And that's unfortunate. Um, I would like to see that grow. But I just don't like some of the things that come with it. Yeah, but sadly, that's the current era of fighting games. Yeah. Because Street Fighter Six is going to be around for a long time. So whatever Capcom's got to do to get a steady revenue past your $60 purchase, they're going to do it. Yeah, like Street Fighter Four lasted, what, six years if you count arcade? Five lasted for seven year well six years as well it's pretty safe to assume six is gonna last until 2028 yep i i 100% see it they're gonna finish out that um premium pass uh and try to add in as many people as possible then do a re-edition so to speak so we definitely might see some super street fighters crop up or arcade editions it's just uh par for the course at this rate uh, and I mean, they're going to get my money, too, for what it's worth. They're going to get my money. Um, it's just sad that it has to be this way. 
I agree. I agree with that. It's it's portioned out as is piecemealed, but um I'm just hoping for the best that these people come out entertaining and fun and if they do then I'll definitely look into them and pick them up. So we gotta move on to uh another big fighting game that they showed at the Game Wars. This is Tekken 8. So they dropped the brand brand new hot day zero being picked up they dropped a brand new hot story trailer which looks amazing uh in my honest opinion it, it looks like they really fleshed out the story in terms of uh just overall style and it, it looks like blood vengeance 2.0 if it was actually great because people are flying around or you mean if they like focused on a character that nobody gives a shit about? No, I'm just saying that in terms of like how the style is and how over the top the fights are. I as for the plot, that's another topic entirely. Um, but honestly, I just thought it was funny that Shayu and uh, Alyssa, Alisa were simping over some like emo dude that wanted to die, and then he doesn't want to die but dies anyway. Yeah, <laughs> got beat like five seconds. But I mean, the the fight between Jin and Kazuya looks great. Like people going through buildings, it looks larger than life, and that's really what I wanted from the story mode. Just just big spectacle fights, and it's gonna be entertaining. So they showed off uh, a returning character, Jun Kazama. They also had King Paul Lars Martial Law, who I thought for a second was forced because he was shaved, but whatever. And then it was Jack. So what do you think of the new story trailer? Ah. Uh... The fact that after the trailer, they confirm they have to double confirm that Jun Kazama herself is playable. I call that shit when we was reacting it during during the GTA, uh, the TGA. Yeah. I was like, yes, she's finally back and playable. I feel like they had to though, because I mean, they ultimately, have. you got Jin versus Kazuya, and it's a fight to the death. So. You need that sort of mediator in between to, to this sort is of... a conclusion to the to the Mishima's uh, story, right? Yep. Sure, it is. Well, like uh, honestly, totally I'm surprised surprise. they just don't reboot it at this point, like Soul Calibur. Uh, uh, I don't. Uh, after what they did to Six, I don't want them to. I mean, Six was good, at least in terms of gameplay, aside from the stupid like rock paper scissors thing. Yeah, that game died faster after a fucking month. I'm gonna be real, like, I have no idea what's going on in Tekken story. I have never known. All I know is that every time I was playing Tekken when I was younger, somebody was getting thrown in the volcano and coming back. <laughs> Whether it was Hayachi going in the volcano, or it was uh, Kazuya going in the volcano, or I guess, I think Jin went in there one time too, didn't he? No, he, he never went he, in the volcano. He, 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 he never and, went in the volcano. And then Kazuya threw Ganon and Kirby in the volcano. Well, that's yeah, right. after the Smash Ultimate. <laughs> and Kirby survived! Never forget well, yeah, that. He, yeah, he just floated. Yeah, he never got fallen to it. But does that story trailer look tight as fuck? Absolutely. Like, I have no idea what's going on. It makes no sense to me. I only played the game for the gameplay. And, like, you know, and the character, like, the characters are really cool in Tekken. Like, um, I think it's well designed. But, like, from a story standpoint, maybe I kind of, maybe I'll read up on it or something. Just because it looks super cool. Tekken in New York. They, that's, that's day one right there. That's day zero. They got my pre-order. Yeah, to me, the star of Tekken 8 was the stages themselves. Yes. 
I think with this trailer, the team at Bandai Namco wanted to make double sure that this trailer stopped all the shows. So you get this beautiful city landscape, destroyed streets, traffic jams in the corners. You have this fight in this giant ass Roman Coliseum. Man, it's just this team is outdoing themselves with stages. These are the prettiest ones I've seen in a fighting game yet. They also said that um, destructive elements are back. So because of all these yes. stages looking like crazy and insane, you're going to be knocking people into like street signs and, and traffic and all that stuff. And it's going to be like super dynamic. So that's really, if it's done right, it's going to be really welcome. Uh, same for uh, rage drives coming back from the previous game. So there still is some mechanics carrying over from the previous Tekkens. So... I'm going to assume that means that stage selection is going to be just as important as character selection. Oh, obviously, of course, 100%. Thank God. That is a cool thing about 3D fighters that, uh, I mean, Smash Brothers has that too where stage selection is important, but even more so in something like uh, Tekken, that's a bit more traditional in the fighting game sense, like where stage choice matters. Yeah, because Capcom's not doing that anymore. I mean, they still have cool stages in six, but they're yeah, not but, like it's yeah, a 2D fighter, finish. nor should they do it. <laughs> like, what if they do like something wild? Like, oh, we're gonna like, what if they try like DOA where they have like stage transitions? Like, there's a Tekken stage where you're fighting on the subway and you can just kick someone off it. I thought Seven kind of had that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you can knock someone off a dojo ledge and you'll follow up and you'll do like a little bouncy combo and you'll continue on from there. I, Although I DOAs, some ground breaks as well. Like yeah. DOAs went pretty crazy. Like Six had them where they were fighting in like a Jurassic Park stage and you could throw them in the egg and then get grabbed by a rat. Like the one of those flying ones. Like a Pereridon or whatever it's called. Here's, here's the difference. Yeah. Dead or Alive's were mm -hmm. environmental damage. Tekken is going to put an opponent in a state where you can follow up on that. So I think it's more important to use the environment, not just for damage, but for overall just advantage. I think there were some stages in TOA that let you do follow-up combos, although they were rare. Hmm, so we kind of answer question number six by doing that. So just wanted to make sure. Uh, right, I have a quick question, though, since uh, I'm going to isolate that one off before we get to the next one. Do you think that Rage Arts are coming back or no? I think they are, but they are definitely back. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, low tier god gonna see there. There is actually, oh, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if it's on the docket. There's actually some footage of like a world tour event. And they had Harada and Michael Murray up there, and they were showing off that, yes, Jun's playable. And by the way, here's a look at one of the Rage Arts in the game. And of course... Yeah, Rage Arts are Paul. back. Yeah. And of course, they use Paul as an example, because... Yeah. Look, what the fuck happened to Paul? Yeah, that, like, okay, Paul's outfit just looks like it's more tailor-made to Brian, and... I'm, I'm not... 
my boy i'm not the biggest fan i'm not the biggest fan of the hair i i just feel like his hair looks better when it's it looks like tekken um classic or tekken 4 where his hair is down and he looks like a biker that, that was cool uh, tekken 4's uh version of looks way better than this this is no oh. you know what it reminds me of sorry right. to interrupt mm -hmm. you know what it reminds me of the first the first overall look at his render i just naturally assume yeah. paul played resident evil 4 saw Leon's outfit and said <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that just take a little bit of that. Yeah, maybe Paul should also fire fire his barber as well. No. <laughs> Hire them. Give them a promotion. So oh, he's man. gonna rescue uh an equal less annoying character like the original Ashley? He's gonna rescue Law. Are you not familiar with Paul's endings? <sighs> Paul Law is going to the hip. He can't do a backflip either, so there you I go. Mean, I mean uh, Paul swings that way. Uh, I'm not judging. He can't do a camaraderie. Camaraderie, not not anything deep like that. Not that there's I'm, anything wrong with that, mind you. I mean they could they could take one step further. I think that's a... what fan fiction's for. God damn! <laughs> I had to double check. Listen, have we not forget what happened to Oscar? Uh, once. What happened to Oscar? She got bought by Lily. She is now. She is Lily's bitch now. Wow! <laughs> Wasn't that just like a joke ending, though? No, that was canon. That's, that's canon. That the second not... seven. Yeah, they're not helping the lesbian accusations at all. I don't think most of those endings in Tekken 7 are canon, just a hunch. I don't know, man. Do you want to acknowledge that Eddie is Eddie is now Lucky Chloe's bitch? Do you want to acknowledge that? They're most besides most endings are usually either made as jokes or some are canon. I mean, look, Akuma's canon, all right? There's nothing yeah. we can do about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's he going to be in Tekken 8? Probably never back. Nowhere. Rip. Do you think, actually, speaking of returning characters, do you think we're going to see, like, I want to say, like, returning, like, 3D characters. Like, some people call them, like, or, like, 2D characters in a 3D game. Like, Eliza, they used to call, like, Akuma 2D. I don't know if we'll see Akuma again, and we don't have to. But yeah. um, I like Eliza, so I used to play her in 7, so... Maybe, maybe, she'll, she'll, maybe she'll not be back. That's that's unfortunate, because I, I thought she was cool. I might, I might say they might bring back 2D characters, but if they do, they need to be better balanced. Because a lot of a lot of players have been complaining about how unbalanced these two D characters are. Also, they have like also narrow introduce yourself real quick because you just kind of popped in last minute. Oh. Um. Uh. Hello, everybody. It's me, Nero. Sorry for being rude. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Uh. But, uh, go on, what were you saying? Someone was talking? Oh, yeah, I was saying, like, a lot of, a lot of, like, top players have been complaining about how 2D has been unbalanced and, like, really crazy. I mean, we've seen stuff with Geese and what he can do. And also Kuma. But I really feel like if they were to bring back 2D characters in Tekken 8, I feel like they should be, like, 
better balance and not like ridiculously broken. All oh, the King Akuma players are gonna be like, no, don't nerf them. Now, see, here's what you do with these potential 2D characters you don't give them your meter. Or don't bring them back. Giving them a unique meter where they can just cancel out of shit whenever they want to is what made those characters strong. Yeah. And. Yeah, and no matter how many times you would nerf them, they would always creep back up. Yeah, because you can't re whatever you did to Akuma from, like, the original build of Tekken 7. You're not going to nerf that boy to where he's fucking rid ridiculously uh, not playable. I mean, not playable, uh, to where he don't find another way of fucking doing ridiculous damage. He He, he always finds another way. It's like I always say, you can nerf the character, but you can't nerf the kit. Uh, of course. It just brings... I hate fighting Akuma, but then again, I bodied him sometimes, so it, it was 50-50. We, we got some licks in. Now, yeah. if you want to talk about guest characters, um, Tifa for Tekken 8? Harada. I would... I am begging you give me Tifa. I'll never put the game down. Unless, what if they just put Noctis again? Uh, I mean, no. Noctis is cool or whatever, but hey, like, I mean, he, he cool or whatever, but he ain't Tifa. You will get a 16 character and you will like him. Like him? No. I do have a feeling that they're probably going to do that. If I'll get a 16 character, he better not use a, uh, he better not be a sword user then. Unless he wants to be a Yoshimitsu 2.0. But no, I feel like Tifa's the safest bet. Uh, Remake Part 2 will be out or building up steam around the time Tekken 8 is released. So it's literally the perfect marketing. It's win-win. Yes. That would be the only character I would play. Like, I would never put the game down if I get Tifa. And she's good? Like, you know, like, I mean, I guess I have to have the stability. She has to be good because I don't play bad characters. Unless they're Eliza. I heard she wasn't that great. But, um... Nah, I would be so happy. And I'm not even, like, the biggest Final Fantasy VII stand. I just think Tifa belongs in the fighting game. I think the only way they will do that is, uh... With the Tekken 7 mods, they, uh... You, you would just give her some of the moves from Josie and Bruce, and maybe have her a bit of... Like, a mixture of that, and have a move of her... Some moves of her own from the Final Fantasy games. You don't even have to give her a unique meter either, because basically rage mode is limit break. Yep. I just want to final heaven somebody in game. So, anyone else on this before we move on to the next one? I'll care a lot more about Tekken 8 when I see my robot waifu. Other than that, it's a game that looks pretty, but I want to know more about those mechanics. I need that open beta. Ha! Damn. Listen, man. <laughs> I, they're I, not going. They're not making arcades no more, or will they? That'll be no, surprising. no. There's no arcade version announced. No, they have no excuse now. Weird, considering six has an arcade mm. version, but it's basically just like oh, a seven. machine. It's basically just a machine with a like a Nvidia card. Yeah. Street Fighter 6 is getting an arcade mode too, but it's mostly just 
a Type X2 machine that happens to have Street Fighter 6 in it. Yeah, sadly, we're far, uh, far from the days where arcades are like top of the line in terms of hardware. Because the arcades can't handle these games now. It, it finally happened three decades later. Listen, listen, the moment home consoles was booming here, uh, arcades was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. In the States, I think arcades lived a while um, over in, you know, the Eastern countries. And I might be mistaken on that, but I feel that arcades were still a thing there. But in the West, absolutely, they just died. And it's well, unfortunate. Yeah. Go for it. I was just going to say, it's unfortunate because I used to, like, be in the arcades. Like, I didn't necessarily play fighting games like that at the time. I mean, I would play a little bit of Marvel, but I wasn't good. Like, I wasn't one of those dudes sitting there just, like, you know, robbing kids of their quarters or whatever. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know? but, uh... Arcades will live forever, only in Japan. Well, you're not wrong, unless some local, uh, some local Smo decides to create a new arcade cabinet place, but they are a rarity nowadays, so that is true. Like Ren, because uh... of online. Yeah. Like, like Ren, you want to play uh, old Ki online without uh picking up a Xbox console? Go pay that six hundred dollar cabinet. Could we uh, not? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. So we're moving on to question number five. So there's a new mechanic called Heat in Tekken Eight, where you can cancel off normals to continue pressure. Harada said, "Well, he basically tried to make a Mike Tyson comparison, saying he wanted it to be." just as aggressive as that in fighting style and less defensive do you have any opinions on this new mechanic is this good or bad in your eyes this is literally akuma the mechanic so that's do you feel it. like this is a sign tekken 8 is trying to step away from the circus if you will like i've noticed that most of these activations seems to be on attacks that are generally grounded Hmm. Like that's like that's kind of the first thing that slipped into my mind when I was looking at this presentation. They want to do away with juggles, or at least lower their necessity. I I think so, uh, or maybe Harada just finds the gameplay a little bit more entertaining if it's not just turtling. Because if if he wants it to be less defensive, then having the offense like a lot more prevalent would be the way to do it it's just i i can see why people are kind of worried because you don't want the mechanic to turn broken if you're blocking and then one normal you get a heat move and then all of a sudden you know your block is broken or you just take the hit and it's unblockable so it just depends on how they balance it didn't he didn't he say he want to get rid of turtling in his game I would not mind that because uh, I mean, personally speaking, as much as I crap on Street Fighter Five, uh, that game is full of turtling and it's just boring. Uh, I don't. We... I'm sorry to interrupt. Do we know if this heat mode works on hit or on block, or what do we know? Uh, we don't know much. That's just mostly, you know fan speculation online as to what it could possibly do but when we saw it in the trailer i think when kazuya got hit he was mostly wide open so yeah obviously yeah, you're gonna because, get it there. because if it's on block that changes a lot of things yeah like i said don't like i said you don't you don't want akuma in this game don't bring him back in because this is this me mechanic akuma would have easily 
Use no problem. This is the Akuma, uh, the Akuma mechanic. I'm I'm also going to assume this is kind of tied into rage mode because it has to have some kind of it has to have some kind of regulation around it or else people are just going to be canceling shit nonstop and then when do you get to play? Well, I mean, all right, so yeah, it's it's hard to speculate, but I don't think we should look at it um as like it's like the doom of something either. If they're going to bring in something and it's cancelable in normal, it's like, I mean, frame data exists. I'm assuming that if you cancel into something, it's not as if you're just cancelling into something that's going to guaranteed be safe all the time, and then you sit there and you're playing like it's just, you know, you're just blocking. Um, I imagine there's going to be some counterplay, and this this is just an idea. So I think the idea of a more aggressive Tekken, based on, I, I'm not like a Tekken veteran, like I played 7 very seriously for a few months, I was studying it, I went to one local, I got bodied. Um, I had a lot of fun, but it was like, you know, it's, it's a hard game. And I mean, it, that game didn't feel like it was just defensive to me. I felt like there was a, like there was layers to that um, in my personal experience. But I mean, people like from a spectator and bringing people in and I guess, again, esports and money, because I probably that's probably some of it as well. Um, instead of just watching like, you know, people like, you know, Korean bat dash back and forth, you know, maybe just like dash up, but then back up, you know, or, and not commit to like a move or whatever. I think, you know, having something that is kind of hype in that regard or more hype to the untrained eye, I should say, because I personally don't think like turtling or like, you know, stuff that like I, I appreciate lame play, even if I'm not a lame player myself, like I can appreciate it. So I don't think it's like the end of like Tekken as we know it. I just think that it's, you know, it's another layer to the game, potentially at best. And we look at it from that from that lens. So I think it's a good thing or it can be a good thing. We'll just have to see. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's all about um, experimentation and, and seeing what exactly is going on with it. Um, I would prefer if it's just like, hey, on hit, you just take some extra damage. It was heat because, you know, uh, a certain input or whatever, something's done and it just happens, um, you know, as long as it's not like you get hit, it is, you know, 60% damage off one little string or one little punch. Uh, but it, it could lead to some interesting and diverse combos. So there is, uh, the antithesis of that, which could be pretty amazing. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm very morbidly curious. I want to see what they do with it. And if it turns out to be good, I will not be complaining because I will be doing all those combos to people. I'm just genuinely curious if this like heat activation is uh, tied to a certain move or if it's just anything you feel like as long as it hits. Because it kind of reminds me of Tekken Revolution a bit. Oh, they have something similar? Because in Tekken Revolution, you had certain moves where you uh, would glow red or glow blue and they would have uh, special unique properties to them like maybe it's startup invincible or something like that so if this heat activation is tied to certain moves that's when it gets interesting to me i would not know because i don't like tech and revolutions online ticket bs for a free-to-play game Hmm, I do remember that, but uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was playing like every day, <laughs> but when that joint cut off, I was like, oh man, shit, well, there goes my ticket day, so I have to I wait miss, till tomorrow. I miss Revo, just a couple games a day and then I'm good. Yeah, it's very chunky, uh, pick up the light, you know what I mean? If you play for a long time, though, it's gonna cut off eventually, so I was like, ah, man, 
So I, I kind of get that, but I also get the fun side of it. But that's another story. Um, so I, is everyone done on this question? Before we move on, we got to jump all the way to question number seven, which Kaneki will answer. I'm going once, going twice. Ready. Soul to the man in blue. All right. Uh, so Rumblefish 2 released on Steam to mostly negative reviews. To anyone who has Oof. played or heard of this game previously, can you explain what went wrong? I'll, I'll, I'll build this up. I'm going to explain what obviously went wrong, went wrong before I'll tell you what really went wrong. So obviously, what went wrong, you know, the minimum at best uh, for this game, surprisingly, the lack of lobbies and the lack of rematches when you uh, face someone online in Rumblefish 2. Ooh. Like, the, like the fact you can't even do lobbies in an old ass game. What is it? Uh, how old is this game? 20? I could be wrong, but of our mid, game like mid 2000s, I think it was before Street Fighter 4. Okay, it was so... 2005, so three years before Street Fighter 4. Okay, so almost two decades. We can't even do lobbies in this game with friends. I mean, great, it has rollback, but. We don't know if it's even good because you could only do ranked and casuals. No lobbies, no no lobbies, no ping, no rematching. No, no nothing. It's really lackluster. You can't use a fucking keyboard for some reason to rip hitbox players. Oof. That's not even the worst part. I'm going to tell you it was really bad. So remember the good old days of Street Fighter Cross Tekken? On disc DLC, oh yes, on this DLC. Now, just imagine what could possibly be worse than on disc DLC. I'll tell you what's worse: locking in characters that was already in the game almost two decades ago. And what is it? How much they charge them? Uh, for some countries, eight bucks for one character in characters that was already in the game, mind you. Uh, so I'm, so imagine locking hidden characters that was already in the game. How do you feel about that, Ren? I might be juvenile, but it is funny because this is what it sounded like. But I almost thought you said it was on Dick DLC, and I was like, on Dick. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna be like, you know, that's what they're gonna call it now. That's it, on okay. Dick DLC. I would like what? to interject, and then I will. I will uh, shut up for the rest of this. I really think what summarizes the situation with Rumblefish 2 comes down to one word. Greed. Yep. Because one of the uh, hidden characters in Rumblefish 2 is literally named Greed. And the fact that a character named Greed is locked as paid DLC sums up the whole thing. And that's really kind of disappointing because when I heard the Rumblefish was coming back and this is definitely on the list of obscure fighting games. I mean, you could kind of boot up Fightcade and I think a Rumblefish version is there. Yeah, you can can literally play it on Fightcade with rollback and and better matchmaking. And I've had the pleasure of playing a a makeshift Rumblefish 2 cabinet in person at game conventions once in a while. So I've had my hands on it. Uh, It's not a game I agree with, but I respect it. 
So to see it fall this far, it just hurts my soul. But do go on. Um, so I'm uh, before you go, Ren, um, mm -hmm. I would like to clarify the, the DLC characters price in, in the, for this region, the U.S., four bucks each. But, 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 you want to know how much all of them cost together? How much? Twelve bucks. For, for old characters that were supposed for to be in the game? three characters, twelve bucks. Yeah, that were already in the game to begin yep. with, and yep. the arcade. But you know how much it is for some region? Eight bucks. Eight bucks each for, for each hidden character for some region. How much did this game cost? Thirty dollars. That's almost like half the price of the game. Oh. This is just getting juicy. Remember when they promised you were supposed to get the first Rumblefish included with with Rumblefish 2? Let me guess they never gave that. Oh no, it's worse than never gave. I wish that I that's arguably better than what they did. It's exclusive to limited run and they give you a code instead of just gives you a physical copy of the first game. It seems like this game is just all uh, well, we just fucked you over, so there you go, buddy. Oh, I'm not oh. familiar with Rumblefish, but I immediately was like in hearing you guys talk about it, I pulled it up on YouTube so I could sort of see what was going on. I have to say that just like looking at this, the game looks kinda cool. I kinda like I mean I'm not gonna buy it because it's apparently a disaster, but it looks it looks kinda cool. I mean, so if you really wanna happens. play it badly, just go on fight cade. It it just feels yeah, yeah it, it just feels like um the content package is completely destroyed and they could have done a much better job than what they did already. Um it's unfortunate too because you know you have uh, SNK uh ports that go like you know pretty cool for the most part on content and then you see Rumblefish where it's just like oh man they could have just done a better job so and, uh, and sk and snk ports cost 15 bucks <laughs> with lobbies well in kof's case but they put more effort than this piece of shit yep so it's no excuse like if if a company like that could do it at half the price and, and they're not segmenting um all these older characters as dlc making you spend more money then there's no excuse for it all right, so I think that's it for this question. We're gonna move on because obviously we don't only talk about Hello. fighting games, uh, we talk about beat-em-ups too. So, saw that River City Girls released at uh, 30 FPS and Mr. Kaneki, I'm sure you have some opinions about that. Uh, let me let me go, let me say this foremost. Eventually, before we even got on this podcast, ladies and gents, they did address the issue by having a, a beta for a beta update for it on PC, which the game finally runs at 60 frames. But I'm gonna give this rant as to before they even considered, hey, we fucked up, and so we're deciding to fix all that. What were you thinking? Deciding, hey, um, the sequel came out, so we're just gonna have. <laughs> We're just gonna have this, you know, same engine, same graphics. We're just gonna run it at 30 FPS. No, people don't mind. 
people will not pay attention to all that. Meanwhile, the other effects of the game is in 60 frames, but not the gameplay itself. But and pay we have to pay them 40 bucks, by the way, for that game. And we get a shit performance. It's like the first game ran at 60 frames under the same engine. Even on Switch. And it's yeah. not even a demanding game. Uh, yeah, it's a, the, it's a it, pixel art beat up. Yeah, and the fact that it cuts the frame rate in half for the second is just very strange. Now, from what some people were saying, it's it's a glitch that caused the engine to run it at a tie for 30 FPS frame rate. I don't buy that, considering what I mentioned earlier about them doing a beta patch to fix it. I just think they were trying to be scummy, but you know, it could be a whole different story. And it got delayed originally. Yep. Yeah, you you. But when the when it was delayed, uh, and when when it came out in Japan first, it was the same issue. And would have thought, hey, when it came out to the West, you would have thought they would fix address that issue. Apparently, they did not. And only it took a backlash for them to finally fix that shit. You know, a standard to beat them up games. It should be sixty frames. But you know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what would have happened if that would have went unnoticed, but I'm, I'm sure it would not have been so because, I mean, um, them Steam dudes are pretty loud. So uh, it's good that they fixed it in an ample amount of time, but they shouldn't have launched it the way that they did. Uh, and from what I'm hearing, the first one was like 60, no problem on all consoles across the board, even Switch. So, yes, yeah, that's that's pretty insane to think. Tracer H4, Tracer H4 had a demand, had a more demanding art style, and it ran all platform 60 frames, even on Switch. So, what was this game's excuse? Nope, Shredder's Revenge has they, they have pixel art 60 every yep. platform. Yep. Yeah, so it, I, either it was a dramatic oversight or they just didn't even bother this time around. But uh, like I said, at least now it's fixed, but it, it should not have launched in that state because uh, oh. people were just going to be like, you know, what, what the? What it's definitely shit? a sale, too, even after the fix, because yeah. 40 is a bit too much. This This game and this release gives me the feeling of they promised a 2022 game and we can't push it back any further. Fuck it. Ship it. Yep. And I hate that we're this sour about River City Girls 2 because the first one, it's not amazing, but it's still like fun and good. Yeah, I, I really liked the first game. I, I, I thought it was pretty cool I, for yeah. what it was. Co-op was cool. Same. Like, I don't know what went wrong here. It was literally, what was it? It's in the same uh, world as Double Dragon, right? I forget. Or close to it? Yep, yeah, yeah, like, Billy and Jimmy are still cashiers. Oh, yeah, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, so, like, I mean, don't you mean Bimmy and Jimmy? No, shut up, shut <laughs> up. Also, Marion is super playable, so... Yeah, Double Dragon, you Wait, isn't she, like, City. the buff girl or something? Yep. I didn't know Mario was in this game. There's I mean, a lot of interesting stuff going on here. I mean, I'm about to... I, I played River City Girls 1. I didn't know there was a 2 until the pod. And um, 
hey, look, I'm about to buy this. I played River City Girls 1, and I had the time of my life, so I'm about to go. I was simply waiting for the chance to say, wait, this game actually came out? They came out. <laughs> it did. There are so many interesting cameos that I don't want to spoil on this podcast, but I'm just, yeah. I'm just glad they're there. I'm so ex- it seems like a more of the same fun game, but it's 10 bucks more than the original. I think that's a hard sell. With worse performance before the backlash. Like, I'm still excited for the game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The game itself, holy shit. Like, they improved, but I'll just wait for a sale. 40 bucks ain't it, Chief? I don't know. I'll see. Uh, I... At first, I bought uh, Shredder's Revenge, and then I'm like, it's on Game Pass, so I'll, I'll get it there. And then it was that like, that was for a different reason. They lied on the cr- uh, the crossplay. Oh no, no, I I know, but I'm just sort of gauging my perspective yeah, yeah. on uh, buying it or and then getting it on Game Pass and it's still enjoying it. And I I will still like buy it again because it was that damn good of a game. But for this, yeah, it's just although... like. Although for Shredder's Revenge, I do wish there was a bit more replayability. Same. I mean, that's Same. just par for the course. I do wish it was uh, maybe battle modes, stuff like that, more stuff to do. Who knows? Know? Maybe they'll get DLC like Street Fighter H4. Yeah. Even, um, I'm even the... about that. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, you can go first, and I'll answer, ask question afterwards. I was going to say, even the base Street Fighter H4 had replay value, because you had to... You know, if you want the S ranks for all your stage, you could do that, or and or unlock all the retro characters. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no. My question was like, when you say Shredder's Revenge and replayability, um, I felt like the game had replayability because like once you beat the game and then go um and then you unlock like sort of like the real sort of like arcadeish mode where it's like game over. I thought that was like tight, but my friends all dropped off after that. They was like, yeah, it's not worth. Like we beat the game and it was easy that played through, but then like only one other person wanted to do it. So I think you know Ninja Turtles had some value there, unless you guys finished that too. I don't know. I don't think we ever played the actual like arcade mode for that game, but we tried. Oh, we yeah. tried. We tried, but I mean, the online I guess, was the online, so... I mean, I guess it's akin to something like the original Turtles in Time, where, yeah, once you beat the game, you don't have much else to do except just beat your time. But but that one was a lot shorter. Yeah, or or people just playing uh, with the other characters. I mean, uh, that's something not to be neglected, but I, I guess... Uh, when you compare it to something like Street of Rage 4, where it has, like, so much going on, and... and the game spoiled me yeah, with much replay value. Yeah, That be- is fair. And being spoiled that, it's kind of like Night and Day a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't even... Con- I can't defend uh, Shredder's Revenge there at that part, because uh, that is very true. Streets of Rage 4 has got a lot of value. I need to play it. Like, I bought that DLC, and I hadn't even played it yet. Oh, it's 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 really good. Like these are still like really great games. I I really enjoy my time with the uh, Shredder's Revenge. But if they have a DLC, I'm definitely on that day one. So uh, that's day one. That's definitely day one. Yeah. Uh, but we have to move on to the last question. So 
I'm not sure if we brought this up on any of the Buster Wolves, but I felt like this was a topic worth bringing up. So there has been people constantly bothering Ed Boon about not showing up, not having MK, Injustice, anything. Uh, so he was answering some tweets and he was talking about something's coming in um, 2023, you know, just hold your horses and, and whatnot. Uh, so what do you think he has cooking over at NRS and is the disappointment justified? Uh, what do you personally want to see next? Oh, I'll start. Um, uh, mm -hmm. I think he, he might be working on a new Mortal Kombat or a completely different project altogether. Do I think the disappointment is justified? I honestly think that people just need to wait. I feel like people are just going crazy. I feel like they're just going crazy over nothing. I feel like they're just bothering Ed Boon for no reason. Just let the man cook. Would y'all want a terrible, would y'all want another MK11 or do y'all want something new or exciting? So, and, so go ahead. And what I want to see next, if they do make a new Mortal Kombat, I would definitely like to see that one. So I, I'm of the minds of, I mean, I, I enjoyed my playtime of um, MK11 for what it was, but in my honest opinion, like, I don't want him to rush out a game because if he does that and it's, you know, something looks off or the trailer looks uh, quote unquote shit, then people are going to say, oh, this is the worst thing ever. Why did you do this? But if you really think about it, it's like, well, you ask him to try to meet your own demands and, and he's telling you ahead of time, I'm just not ready to show anything pertinent of the game because it's not ready. Um, we've seen developers uh, have that sort of confidence with Death Space Remake, for example, where they were confident in showing off the alpha, but it wasn't good until we got to that final sort of build, you know what I mean? So um, he's just not ready yet and he doesn't want to spoil anything yet uh i do think it's mortal kombat 12. Uh, i did hear rumors that it could be like tandem games since he said like he's having multiple games in development so it's either mk12 or injustice 3 but uh he's being coy on injustice 3 as questions but whatever he has planned i'm sure it's going to be exciting so i agree with nero 100 I, I think people should wait uh, hold your horses and, and he'll reveal something next year if he keeps saying like 2023 2023 I, I think it's going to be there uh maybe e3 that's the best we're probably going to get in terms of speculation so anyone else on the whole ed boon thing i have uh, i'm sorry i'll go first um, uh, so i have a feeling that whatever nether realm is working on they're just not ready to talk about it yet because they know people are going to get mad at it is Mortal Kombat Onslaught. Oh, the mobile that game? Is, yeah. the, the mobile game is NetherRealm developed. And it is definitely not a fighting game. So I feel like they know that's where the money is. But on the other hand, got to put out a new mobile game. So I have a feeling that's, that's the Mortal Kombat game you're getting next year and then in 2024 we can talk turkey because this is netherrealm for the longest time they've put out a new fighting game every two years they are taking a breath for once people have some patience yeah 
uh, I feel the same. Just take a breather, calm it. You're gonna get your little your little Melina. Don't worry about it. It's gonna be fine. You're you're going to scream agony when they announce onslaught and say, "Well, there's no fighting game next year. This is your Mortal Kombat game." Ooh, all right. Right. Fire and ice, give it to me. The hellstorm is gonna happen if they just go for mobile next year and nothing else. Oh my god! Oh, 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 and, and the funny thing is, that people kind of yes. already know it's coming, but it's just gonna be a hellstorm anyway because we we know that reading comprehension and Twitter is next to zero. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, Twitter is just not the place for a nuanced discussion. Not at oh, all. No, no, because it just because of the limit, the I guess the lack of a character count, and also the fact that the fan base there isn't exactly patient. No, I, I mean, look, look at how many people asked for Melina even after she was killed from then until the Mortal Kombat 11 DLC. I'm like, holy fuck, people have been asking Boom for this for like nearly two years. Jesus. Melina is iconic. That's true, yeah, but uh, just the grand lengths of uh, what they went through is just a long, long time, and I don't know. I I just hope that wherever it goes, it's just exciting. Uh, It'll... I'm just at the the mindset saying if it'll be ready when it's ready, but I don't... I do hope that the whole W... what's been happening at WB isn't affecting them. No, uh, they, they've already, so the whole thing with like DC and, and whatnot, that has nothing to do with the game division. Uh, Zaslav said he's going to leave that alone so you could breathe a sigh of relief, but yeah, it's their film stuff. That's a whole different can of worms. Uh, anyone else on this topic before we grace ourselves yeah. to outros? The one yeah. thing you're going to say about Onslaught is it's going to have a full cinematic storyline. So all you lore monkeys, that's that's your destination, assuming it lives up to that. OK. Um, um, yeah. Or I was going to say, oh. yeah, no, for sure. Uh, what's it? I was going to say in terms of the disappointment, um, whether it's justified or not, people are going to feel how they feel. So I think it's something big um, or prestigious, uh, you know, as like, I guess the Game Awards, that's supposed to be a big deal, right? I can understand the d- disappointment justified. Now, I don't know what they're doing to Ed Boon on Twitter or whatever. Like, I haven't, I don't follow much with NRS, but that's not justified. That, like, that's not cool. And I know what happens on so that platform because <laughs> it's like a, it's a cesspool over there. And I, you know, I can't, like, I hate Twitter, but I love Twitter at the same time. It's just one of those things. Like, I... It's it's fine when you observe it. It's not fine when you're like in it. But um, go ahead. But yeah, so that's my issue. So I mean, but as far as what I think is happening over there, I mean, I'm like I'm not super into NRS. Like I didn't really get into Injustice. I thought it was a cool idea. I didn't really play it. Um, I haven't really played. I haven't been into Mortal Kombat since like Deadly Alliance. Um, I bought Mortal Kombat 10 as well. Like I tried it. I think it's like it's fun. I didn't play any 11, but it's probably another Mortal Kombat. But as far as if it comes in 2023, great. But I I feel like I heard MK11 was such a disaster. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see anything until 2024, especially since there's nothing that was shown at the Game Awards. It might take it might be a while, but Edwin himself said there was like 2023. They're going to show something, right? They said within the six month time frame. Yeah, he's, he said it's likely they'll show news in six months. And 
you know, people when he when he tweeted that, what was it? He was serious, uh, and no one thought when he was serious when he said he, he there weren't going to be there at the the game awards. People think all, oh, you know, because Ed Boone is a troll himself, and so saying, okay, him saying that meaning there's something was going to happen. I was probably one of the people that when he tweeted that he, he was actually serious that he was not going to show up, and lo and behold, he did not show up. We we can tell when Boone. This is, is one of those moments where he was legit serious. Yeah, we we can tell when Boone is trolling and when he's not. Like okay, like if it, like if people were asking him questions about, let's say hypothetically the game was like announced and stuff like that, and there was hype and and all these questions, and he did like a Q and A. We can tell when he's trolling if people ask him, "Hey, is this character going to show in?" And then he puts all these weird cryptic like messages, like. This was straightforward, 100%. We're, we don't have anything in the show, so please do not set yourself up for failure or disappointment because you'll be disappointed if you expect us to be there and we're not. And so. look what happened. And people still got disappointed, so it's like you, you kind of set yourself up for failure. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm sure whatever it is is going to be definitely talked about on this podcast when it's revealed. Uh, if it's a mobile game, then it's just going to be uh, funny. It's going to be fodder bait for some people, but it, ultimately at the end of the day, it's just waiting to see what they do and having the patience to do so as a fan. You know what I mean? MK is not out of style. It's still super popular. People are uh, hounding this one man about it, like with thousands of replies. So just give it time and, you know, maybe the new movie will come out to uh, sort of satisfy us because, I mean, we watched the animated movie and that was like really cool. So uh, there's still going to be MK content regardless. I enjoy this new era of sincere Ed Boon. Can we have more <laughs> of this, please? He's just like telling, he's telling the truth. He's like, you're not trolling today. More serious Ed Boon. I, do, I, I will like to add, I especially like how the response was, hey, remember how kick-ass our Game Awards reveal was? Man, we ain't topping that. Not in a million years. Go home. Maybe Ed Boon could be nice and, you know, throw, a, throw out an FK3D collection. Uh, I don't think that's his decision. Yeah. That's left to God and yeah. Um, WB. <laughs> yeah, we know about the failed HD collections. One of them Ed Boon approved of, but it's still in the hands of Warner Brothers, and they're not exactly fond of classic games. Yeah. I bet, yeah, which is a shame considering Midway, you know, was actually supportive of a lot of their old games. Yep, absolutely. That's why there's so many uh, arcade treasures from Midway because they really cared about, you know, preserving the past. Hell, like Deception had the first MK game. Yep. It's like, we're imagine, if, and imagine if in the crypt you could find like MK4 or the, one of the 3D games. We're not gonna MK4 is not a treasure, I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn. Damn, Damn, not even trilogy, though. Oof. Oh no, which trilogy? Mortal Kombat trilogy. Uh, no, no, N64 PlayStation version. Uh, I used to play it on PlayStation. Okay, oh, you're good. good you're boy. Good. Enjoy your loading. It, it's fast loading, but you know, nowadays. Uh, ah, ah, it sounds like a person who's not playing Shang Tsung. <laughs> oh no, don't. Hey, hey man. Hey man, he doesn't need to do that no more. Just torrent the PC version. Yeah, you can do that. And, and yes, there is a PC version, and it works. Right now on GOG. 
but uh i think we're gonna sign out on this podcast pretty interesting and great discussion can't wait for more uh next year when uh, fighting games will explode when street fighter 6 comes out and we get more information uh on more fighting games near e3 that's gonna be exciting uh so i'm gonna do outros i'll do myself first so i'm ready to get operative you can find me on twitter at rent operative underscore you can find me on youtube oh, we can't. yes you can you can find me on youtube Elon Musk banned you. Well, one of these days maybe uh you can find me on twitch at renegade underscore operative and uh, the rest is history for me so uh drill what is your outros yeah you can just find me on twitch at drillvid777 i mean twitter at drillvid777 that's like the only place i'm active on and thankfully it hasn't gone down next up is aurora yeah, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Project Aurora. Um, Aurora is like sort of misspelled, but you can see it in the video. Um, I'm also on Twitter at RTN Aurora. Um, I think I have my business email in both my uh, Twitch there. So if you ever want to email me for anything, the DMs are always open. Next up is Nero. You can find me on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter under King Nero Barrage. Awesome, awesome. Next up is Rat Rat. Uh, you can, I'm, I can proudly say that you can still find me on Twitter at the Rad Rad. And I also have my YouTube channel, Rad Rad's Rad Games, where I'm still gradually struggling my way through Capcom fighting games up to the release of Street Fighter VI, which has a release date, June 2nd. Oh boy. And as for uh, Buster Wolf Podcast, we are doing a podcast on Soul Calibur. There might be some other fill-in, like, uh, fun discussions or uh, tournaments that come in where we play fighting games. Uh, maybe next like year. Like how that I got skipped. Oh, well, well I, I was just going to say, like, uh, maybe I'll uninstall uh, Street Fighter Five next year, and, and it'll be the last hurrah. So there you go. Yeah, right. There's got to be a last hurrah for five. You can't just ignore it. Yeah, I mean, I still got time. It's not June yet, you know. Uh, but Mr. Kaneki, do your outros, sir. Eh. All right, you can find me on Twitter and YouTube only. Around the same name as Google Order. And the first wave of fighting game goodness it will be next month. Well, after the Street Fighter Six beta is next month. Where if you have the Steam version of Samurai Showdown, you, you'll be able to try out that rollback netcode, and it's going to be fantastic. All right, so next podcast, uh, Kaneki will be skipped again, and uh, we will see you yeah, guys. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys out there, YouTube lads. So you take care, and we will see you uh, on the fighting streets another time later. And got banned. I ain't got banned yet. <laughs>